We'll take a Bible and turn to Genesis 31. Genesis 31. Title it, Going Home. Read the first few verses. Genesis 31.1, And he heard the words of Laban's son, saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's, and of that which was our father's hath he gotten all of this glory. And Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban, and behold, it was not toward him as before. And the Lord said unto Jacob, Return into the land of thy fathers, and to thy kindreds, and I will be with thee. And Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the fields unto his flock, and said unto them, I see your father's countenance that is not toward me as before, but the God of my fathers has sent has been with me, and you know that with all my power I have served your father, and thy father has deceived me and changed my wages ten times, but God suffered him not to hurt me. Let's pray together, please. Heavenly Father, I do thank thee for all thy blessings in Christ Jesus and your everlasting mercies and Lord, look to thee that you bless us this evening and pray for those that couldn't be with us this evening that you might strengthen them, that they might be in the next service. Strengthen me, O Lord, in this time and that everything be done to the honor and glory and uh, think about those without Christ and be pleased to save those in Christ. Be pleased to strengthen and edify that we might grow in wisdom and knowledge of the truth that we would be a good example of the believer where we might be found. Pray these things in Jesus Christ's name and for his sake. Amen. Another, uh, still your gods, or God is our passage in Judges eighteen seventeen, when the gods of Micah were stolen by the tribe of Dan. And uh, our God, you can't steal him. You can't move him. You can't overcome him. You can't. In any way, shape, or form, if you will, have power over our God. But the gods of these that they did, and this was probably a house, what they call a household god, would be the one that would be the center of attention in the home, and and it wouldn't be a, like a personal god, like some people have saints and different things they pray to, and they'd have them to themselves. But this be uh, like an open uh, household god, and. Uh, and there are other examples of Israel stealing uh, as they went into the land, the gods of the land, the altars, take over the altars of the land and start uh, uh, offering their sacrifice unto Baal and different ones, uh, Molech and, and the different ones that they worship over the period of years. And so this is kind of like the same kind of thing when Rachel takes this god. Uh, and so we... Uh, think about them, uh, the question uh, is, why are still gods that cannot protect themselves? And I know some of them say these are just reminders and that type of thing, but they go beyond that. They go with something they think has power in it. If <clears throat> if there's not anything in it, it wouldn't be any use of taking it. And so in the people's mind that do these things, they think it has power. Jacob wants to flee from Laban because he overheard Laban's sons and uh, and Laban was uh, thrilled with Jacob's service for the four, first 14 years. Uh, but this last six years, he wasn't thrilled uh, because and Jacob's herds and cattle, apparently, it doesn't exactly say that, but that's what's implied, are greater uh, than Laban's. And 
And uh, here, what we just read is if uh, Laban didn't have any left. <laughs> but we'll see later, he was out shearing the sheep when Jacob and them left. And his sons had the, the, the great herd to start with. Well, they went in and beat uh, Jacob to take out the ring string and all these other things, that uh, different kinds of cattle. Uh, before Jacob could get to him, and then, of course, uh, and I think that what he's speaking of is that Jacob had the better cattle and had more of them, uh, but Laman had the power. I mean, he had the, uh, I don't know whether you'd call him an army or not, but uh, <clears throat> he had uh, his brother, and then the people in around that place, Jacob was like a stranger, and Jacob had <clears throat> surely had herdsmen besides his sons and and uh, servants of some type, some a uh, few anyway. And uh, <clears throat> but he uh, didn't have the soldiers. He didn't have the warriors. He had shepherds. That's what he had. And uh, so <clears throat> he was ill prepared to fight against Laban. Would his family go with him? And the first sixteen verses. Verses 1 and 2, Laban's clan very upset with Jacob and his brother uh, let Jacob know that. And they purposely allowed, uh, I think, Jacob to hear them and, and uh, to make him afraid uh, and uh, that they was displeased with him. And then I think Jacob then paid more attention uh, to Laban and his uh, sons and, and seen that their uh, countenance wasn't toward him as before. Uh, we remember that in the last passage that uh, they had the great herd, as we already mentioned. Jacob's herd most likely <clears throat> was much larger than layman's. They just don't say. You hear layman's side of it, it seems like he didn't have any. Jacob just took them all. And yet, when we read the scripture, we know he had to have <clears throat> enough for uh, his sons to have to take care of. And before Rachel had taken care of all the cattle, I mean, all the sheep and goats that they had, <coughs> were in Je- before Jacob got, gets there, or got there, Jacob tells God tells Jacob to leave this country. Often God prepares His people <coughs> before He moves them, or if He will, gives us a task to do, and <coughs> He has uh, for them or the things He has for them to do. He was to turn to Canaan land or the promised land. And, and uh, so there was this preparation. He was no longer satisfied there. Laman was no longer satisfied with him. And Laman and his sons were not satisfied with him. And so <clears throat> it's prepared him to leave. He didn't have a, the comfortable, cushy life as he had before in the first 14 years. Uh, everybody's bragging on him, patting him on the back. Uh, but these last six years has turned out to be different altogether. Uh, and God's promise to him, I will be with thee. And, of course, that's God's promise of protection. and what, Not just that I'm going to be uh, with you as you go and that type of thing. Sometimes when we speak of God in us and with us, it is if only he just dormant. He just, he's not doing anything. He just happens to be in us. And that's not the ideal. It's the ideal of God's with us and, uh, and God's protection and God's leadership and guidance, if we'll listen, uh, guide us in the good and, and good and the perfect and good path. And so after a whole after overhearing them, and he prepared to leave. 
Jacob calls his wives out into the field and in secret seas, and they wouldn't go meet in their dwelling place with all the servants and all them because he might as well take a megaphone out and holler out what he was going to do. And his question to them was, would they go with him? And uh, uh, this seems kind of strange to us. Uh, here they, they was his wives and uh, had children and all this. And, uh, <clears throat> but uh, this wasn't a slavery type thing that he went into. But it, when we read it, it's almost like a slavery type thing. Because if you come into, uh, into uh, a person's house as a slave... And he gives you the wives, and this is the custom of the land. Later, it was in the law, and you give him <coughs> wives. Then, when your time is up, which would have been fourteen years, then you can leave, but not <coughs> not your wife and children. And uh, uh, he was never a, a slave as such, but he's almost he's like a bond servant because uh, he had the fourteen years to work off in order to get the. Uh, or in order to pay for his wives. So he is indentured in that sense that he had no choice and he didn't receive wages other than his family and I'm sure uh, and the food and bounty that he uh, gathered there. There in 8th verse, and if he thus saith the speckle had and uh, uh, the 10 times, I didn't mention that, he changed his contract 10 times, 10 times, means a complete number, not a perfect number like a seven. Seven is complete and perfect, but to ten is kind of like, you know, I got a handful. You know, I mean, it's not a specific number, and you'll see this used in the Old Testament not a lot of times, but several times where it says ten times. And then you read the scriptures, and you think, well, it doesn't seem like it was that many or whatever, but it's just like a saying that we would use, like a handful, pocketful, <clears throat> something like that. And uh, so it is a complete number. That is the whatever times that was. It's just like saying a whole lot of times you change my wages. In verse 8, <clears throat> we kind of get uh, more information than we had in the last chapter. The last chapter looks like uh, uh, <clears throat> Jacob was practicing some kind of voodoo or something with the cattle and all this that and the other but we now learn that it was a little bit different than what it what we would take if we didn't have this passage there in verse 8 if we if he said thus the speckle shall be thy wages then all the cattle bear speckle and if he had says thus the ring straight <coughs> shall be thy hire then uh, then bear uh, all the cattle ring straight thus god has taken away the cattle of your father and given them to me. And it came to pass at the time that the cattle conceived that I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, the rams leaped upon the cattle and were ring straight, spackle, and gristle. And the angel of, the, of God spake unto me in a dream, saying, Jacob, I, I said, Here am I. And he said, Lift up now the eyes and see all the rams which leap upon the cattle and the ring strikes speckle and gristles for I have seen all that Laban has doth unto thee and so Laban just say well uh, you know you're getting too many cattle I'm not getting that many so uh, this time is going to be the gristle the gristle will be your pay and the rest of them be mine and 
And of course, this changes the contract altogether. And and this is uh, when you got a powerful man, and Laman apparently was a powerful man in his community. When you have a powerful man, especially in their time, he pretty well done whatever he want to. And uh, so he was kind of a slickery person too, as we uh, continue to see. And uh, so Laman changed his his uh, uh, wages, and God blessed Jacob no matter what wages uh, were set by Laman. Uh, Genesis thirty-one thirteen. I am the God of Bethel, where thou anointest the pillar, and where thou vowest a vow unto me. Now rise, get thee out from this land, and return unto the land of the kindred. And so he brings to mind the, the oath that Jacob had taken 20 years ago uh, there at Bethel. And, of course, Bethel means the house of God. And if you remember the covenant he made with God, he said, if you'll bring me back to this place, and then you'll be my God. And he says, then I'll give you a tenth part of all that I have gained. And uh, so uh, we see Jacob, <clears throat> as we go through these passages, was not as faithful as he ought to be, and he should have went to Bethel. But we know he got sidetracked and got into trouble and Diane, his daughter, got into trouble and Levi and, and Simeon <clears throat> killed a bunch of people and, and Jacob fled to Bethel. But he should have went to Bethel to start with. <clears throat> Nonetheless, uh, God of Bethel is reminded to him of the covenant God made with him, that he'd be with him all the way there and bring him back to that place. And Jacob says, if you do this, then... You'll be my God, and I'll give you a tenth part of all that I have. And, and they also saw Jacob's wealth and their fathers, which didn't compare his cattle and flocks. I mean, that was their, the way you judged your wealth. And of course, if he had a lot of silver and gold, that would judge too. But the larger the flock, the wealthier the person is. And, and Jacob, by this time, had a large flock because God had blessed him. And, and caused them to, uh, <clears throat> to bring forth the cattle that, belong, that would belong to Jacob. And the father uh, cared more for wealth, and that is Laman, than he did for them, the, and that is his children, and the only means uh, <clears throat> to an end is wealth in his ideal. Verse 14, And Rachel and Leah answered and said unto him, Is there... Yet any portion of our inheritance for us and our father's house, are we not counted to him as strangers? For he has sold us and hath <clears throat> quit a devour, quite devour all also our money. For all the riches which God hath given, uh, hath taken from our father and is ours and our children. Now then, whatsoever God has said unto thee, do. And so... And Laman had treated them like merchandise, as just property, uh, and and really didn't show any love toward the daughters. He just he just had this big scheme, and he saw Jacob loved Rachel, and so he came up with a grander scheme, and he seen that God blessed Jacob, and Jacob was an industrial industrial industrious person, and and a hard worker, as we uh, mentioned in our scriptures, and. As he, as he, uh, God, uh, as God was blessing him, Laman said, "Well, you can have uh, Rachel," and he said, "With seven years." And 
Jacob's one set the price. And uh, Laman agreed with it, and next morning found out it was Leah. And so he said, well, you have to serve another seven years for Rachel. So really, he served 14 years for Rachel <clears throat> because that was his goal to start with. That was the wage. But he should have known then that uh, Laman was pretty slippery, and he changed the wage. Uh, and when he gave Leah, he said, well, now it's the custom of our land. It's like my hands are tied. I can't go against the custom of the land. And we know that he could have, him being the head of the clan. But nonetheless, that's what he, that's what he had, had told Jacob. And that's the reason for, uh, uh, for him uh, to change it from, Leah, from Rachel to Leah. And the, his daughters, or uh, Jacob's wife, says, Whatsoever God has said unto thee, do. There in verse 17 through 21, Then Jacob rose up and set his sons and his wives upon camels, and he carried away all his cattle and all his goods, which he had gotten, the cattle of, uh, of his getting, which he had gotten in Panadaram, for to go to Isaac his father in the land of Canaan, and Laban went to shear his sheep, and Rachel had stolen uh, the <coughs> images which there, that were her father's. And Jacob <coughs> stole away unawares of Laban, the Syrian, in that he told him not that he fled. So he fled with all that he had and rose up and passed over the river and set his face toward the Mount Gilead. And so we find that uh, Jacob takes uh, uh, the opportune time, if you will, to flee. Uh, Jake uh, Layman's out there shearing the sheep, so we know he's got some sheep or he wouldn't be uh, <coughs> occupied. And they get a three-day head start on him because he was shearing the sheep. And some uh, believe that, he got, uh, that Jacob and them got a better or greater head start than that. But nonetheless, how much ever it was, uh, so they left during the time of sheep shearing. And there in verse 22, And it was told Lebanon on the third day that Jacob was fled, and he took his brethren with him and pursued after him seven days' journey. And they overtook him in the Mount Gilead. And God came to Laman the Syrian in a dream by night and <clears throat> said unto him, Take heed that thou speak not to Jacob neither either good or bad. Now, God intervened on Jacob's part. Uh, if we read this, we see it says, don't speak to him, good or bad, uh, but the ideal is I'm his protector, and, uh, and you're not to do anything to him. And we see Laman's response, that's what Laman is saying, that God was his protector, and he couldn't do anything to Jacob, but we notice his words get pretty sharp uh, after a while. Nonetheless, Jacob has started this long journey, and it's a tough journey going to the promised land with all the cattle. Uh, Laman was pursuing. We notice he was told him the third day. That doesn't mean he left on the third day. He had to get uh, finish up the sheep shearing, or, or, or at least get things completed, then get all the men together, and then take off. Some think it may have taken... Uh, several days before they was actually pursuing. But they didn't have any cattle. They were just going straight. And uh, they say you can do around 5 to 10, 15 miles a day uh, <coughs> with uh, herds. And, and the best you can do is 20. And uh, 
if you don't have them, uh, then if you're all on camels or uh, donkeys or whatever, then you can do 20 to 30 miles a day. Uh, easy. So they pursued them, and, uh, and uh, there in Genesis 31, 24, And God came to Laman, the Syrian, in a dream by night, and said unto him, Take heed, thou speak not to Jacob, either good or bad. Now, this is my opinion. can't prove it. So uh, I think he went there to kill him. I think that's what he did. I think he went there to recover everything that Jacob had and just literally just kill him. Uh, he might have just put him, made him a slave, as some say, but I, I, I think he was really hot by this time that Jacob had taken off and got the better of him, if you will, and, and had a head start on him. And so he was aimed to do Jacob great harm or hurt, uh, but nonetheless, God was his protection. In 25, and Laman overtook Jacob. Now Jacob had pinched his tent in Mount, uh, and Laman and his, with his brother pinched and pitched in Mount Gilead. And, uh, and Laman said to Jacob, What hast thou done that thou hast stolen away unawares to me and carried away my daughters as captives, taken with a sword? Wherefore didst thou flee away secretly and steal away from me? And didst not tell me that I might have sent them away with mirth and with songs and tabard and with harp, and <laughs> hath uh, not suffered me to kiss my sons and, and my daughters, thou hast done foolish now done foolishly and so doing. But we know that's not Laban. Laban is saying, I, I, I you should have waited, and we just had a big party a, big send-off party for you to go back uh, to the land of Canaan and, and with your family, your herds and everything. We already knew, we know from the scriptures that he was upset about the cattle and that Jacob had such a large herd. So <clears throat> this is really just a bunch of lies that he's taking, talking about here. And this was about a 300-mile journey from the start, if you will, from uh, Panaram or Haran and uh, to Gilead and and most that uh, Laman said I put it in our note 26 through 28 just simply a lie uh, he also lied he did not have the power the number said uh, say he did he trained men against Jacob untrained and I'm sure Jacob's countenance uh, <clears throat> but God was on Jacob's side that didn't make sense to me but I read it but uh, <clears throat> Laman had the power, Jacob didn't. He had a whole host, and Jacob didn't have any, hardly. He had enough to take care of the cattle and move them, but that was about it. And, of course, his main, uh, if you will, protectors would have been his sons. <clears throat> In verse 30, And now, through, though thou wouldest, needs to be gone, because thou sore, <clears throat> thou sore long as after the father's help, yet wherefore hast thou stolen my gods? And Jacob answered and said to Laman, Because I was afraid, and for I said, Preadventure, thou wouldest take by force my daughters from me, with, more, with whomsoever thou findest thy gods, let him not live before our brethren, discern thou that what is, in, is thine with me, and take it to thee, but... 
for Jacob knew not that Rachel had stolen them. And Laban went into Jacob's tent, into Leah's tent, into the two handmaids' tent, but he found them not. Then went he out to Leah's tent and entered into Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the images and put them in the camel's furniture and sat upon them and Laman stretched all the searched all the tents but found them not and he said and she said to her father let it not displease my lord that I cannot rise up before thee for the custom of the women is upon me and he searched but found not the the images so <clears throat> Rachel was like her father she was cunning too and whether it was her time or not we People argue about that, but that's not the point. The point is she stole it, hid it, and deceived Laban that uh, Laban that she didn't have it. And uh, so in verse 19, the image is Theraphim, uh, household of God, household of God. It also possible implied in some of the Nusa tablets excavated around. Uh, 1930, that the Theraphim was associated with the inheritance and property rights of their owner. And uh, several mentioned that, and I hadn't really heard that before. I've looked through this passage before, but uh, <clears throat> I've seen somebody says it could be tied to the inheritance, and then I dug a little deeper into that. But whether that was the deal here, the, the covenant they make would supersede any of that. And verse 30, Rachel stole her father's images, God's, and now he wanted them back. Uh, it, it really here, the word is idols. And uh, so she had stolen his idols, house gods or idols. And one place says images, and other place it says it speaks of, his, uh, of, the God, of uh, <coughs> images, gods, and wanted them back. And, uh, of course, the gods... In the scripture, of course, sometime Almighty God is, is really Elohim or God, gods, but it speaks of his majesty and glory. And then little g speaks of, even though it's the same word, it speaks of the gods or the followers of, of Satan and the different idols and all this that they follow. And we notice Laban worshiped God and idols as so many do today. They uh, just like the celebration is coming up Sunday, you know, and many will mix it. You know, I mean, they'll and they'll have a little manger scene or something there, you know, and then they'll talk about naughty and nice, and and uh, really that naughty and nice that comes from uh, and like the uh, gremlins out looking around for naughty children to grab them, you know, and and this is kind of a theme that runs through Halloween and and Xmas, and uh, not so much in Easter, but nonetheless, they're mixing. They're trying to take idolatry and mixing it with the true worship of God, and just doesn't work. And Israel tried this. Most of the time when they was worshiping Baal, they still was worshiping God. I mean, they would go up in the, <clears throat> up in the uh, groves and worship Baal, and I uh, uh, can't think of the other name of the other God, that, but that was the hangings on the tree, and then they'd come down in the, to or up to uh, Jerusalem and the temple there and worship God as if nothing uh, was going on. Like 
<clears throat> this was acceptable. And so they were treating God like he was just another God, like the gods of the Canaanites. <clears throat> so this was always a problem with the Israel, uh, and we see this all the way through the Old Testament. God is a jealous God, and I mentioned this several times in the Old Testament, that God is a jealous God. He's not going to share you with somebody else. It's just like somebody having a wife and say, well, you can go out and, you know, have lovers and all this. Well, that's, I mean, that's just not. <clears throat> and this is what it says of God, uh, that he's, we're joined to him and he's jealous over us and that he, if you will, will not permit us to go astray. There'll be a consequence to that when we do. Uh, God sealed and approved his love through Jesus Christ, dying on the cross at Calvary and for their sins and raised him up the third day. Jacob revealed that he left the way that he did was he was because he was afraid of Laban, afraid of what Laban would do, and he had good reason to be afraid. And Laban would search his stuff, and of course he searched everything, and Jacob was not aware uh, <clears throat> that Rachel had stolen. And so somebody said, well, what if he did? Well, you know, that would Laban killed her. I mean, uh, we don't know. Uh, so we this just a if and and game, and uh, some reason that this is why Rachel died in childbirth and was buried in Bethlehem and not in Machpelah, because Leah was mar- was buried in Machpelah as Jacob was also, <laughs> and uh, so this is where Abraham and Isaac's tombs were also in Machpelah. Uh, Jacob's complaint against Laman. Uh, Genesis 31, 36 through 42. And there, here we have, it seems like uh, Jacob's pinned up anger. Everything that he felt like Laman had done to him, he kind of pours it out in these few verses here in 30, uh, in 35, <clears throat> 36. And Jacob was wrought and chode with Laman. And Jacob answered and said to Laman, what is my trespass? What is my sin that thou hast uh, so hotly pursued after me? Whereas thou hast searched all my stuff and hast thou found all the ha- thy household stuff, <clears throat> set it be- here before my brethren and thy brethren that they may judge betwixt us both. This twenty years have I have been with thee and thy ewes and thy he- she goats has not cast they're young, and the rams of the flock have I not eaten, and that which was t- uh, torn of the beast I brought uh, unto not unto thee. I bear the loss of it, and my hands this now require it, whether it was stolen by day or stolen by night. Thus I was in the day that the drought consumed me, and the frost by night, and my sheep departed, my sleep departed from my eyes. Thus have I been twenty years in thy house. I served thee fourteen years for thy two daughters and six years for the cattle. And thou hast changed my wages ten times, except the God of my fathers, the God of Abraham. And the fear of Isaac had been with me. Surely thou hast sent me away now empty. God has seen my afflictions and, uh, and the labor of my hands and rebuked thee yesternight. And so 
he lays it out, all that, uh, that Laman had done. And uh, verse 42, except the God of my fathers, the God of Abraham, and, and the fear of Isaac had been with me. Surely thou hast sent me away now empty. God has seen my afflictions and my labor in my hands and rebuked thee yesternight. And so he, he served him for his daughters, served him for his cattle, and Laman kept changing his wages, and uh, he was out in the cold and the heat and, uh, and taking care of the cattle. Now the covenant, it starts out, uh, Laman is one suggested, and Laman answered and said unto Jacob, These daughters are my daughters, and these children are my children, and these cattle are my cattle. And thou, and that thou seest is mine, and what can I do this day unto thee? My daughters are unto their children, which they have borne. Now therefore come thou, let us make a covenant, and I and thou, and let it be for witness between me and thee. And Jacob took a stone and set it up for a pillar. And Jacob said unto the brethren, Gather stones. And they took stones and made a heap. And they did eat there upon the heap, and Laman called the called it Jerush, Jerush, and Jacob called it Gilead, and Laman said, "The heap of uh, is a witness between me and thee this day." Therefore, that was it named Gilead, and Mispath, for he said, "The Lord watch between me and thee," and and he. We are absent when we are absent from one another. If thou shalt afflict my daughters, or thou shalt take their other wives besides my daughters, no man is with us. See, God is witness betwixt me and thee. And Laman said unto Jacob, Behold the heap, and behold the, this pillar which I have cast between thee, me and thee. The heap shall be a witness, and this pillar be a witness that I will not pass over this heap to thee, and thou shalt not pass over this heap and this pillar unto me for harm. The God of Abraham, the God of Nahor, the God of their fathers, judge between us. And Jacob swear by the fear of, by the fear of his father Isaac. Then Jacob offered sacrifices upon the mount and called the brethren to eat the bread, and they did eat bread and tarried all night in the mount and early in the morning Laman rose up kissed his sons his daughters and blessed them and Laman departed and returned to the place now these different gods they mention this really just means heaps <clears throat> one's a witness a witness heap and um, yeah, Laman uses uh, or, Aramaic and uh, Jacob uses Hebrew but they pretty well meant witness heap and then Mizpah is watchtower and uh, then the covenant that we have uh, mentioned there and the pillar and the stones and we notice throughout the Old Testament uh, setting up pillars or stones as a witness of a covenant. And to them, it was the same thing that we do today is when you sign your name to a piece of paper. You make an agreement. You said, I'll obey this. They said they're going to obey this. They sign it. You sign it. And, then, and that's uh, 
That's a contract or a covenant between you and him there. Uh, they didn't use pencil and paper. They used these pillars. And the pillars would stand for that. And you say, well, somebody knocked the pillars down, you know, or the stones. We know some of them disappeared, disappeared over time. Uh, but they were witness really between Jacob and Laban. And it should be between uh, Laban's family and Jacob's family for perpetuity. Uh, but really, we know the Syrians come down later on and take over the northern kingdom. Uh, nonetheless, this was the covenant they made, and uh, Laman's ones that the God of Abraham watch over us, and this twinks you and me in this covenant, and and that shows that he recognized Almighty God, the God of Abraham, as his God, but he, he just one of his gods, uh, and that he worshipped. Uh, Laban proposed the trees pity peace treaty covenant for protection of his daughters. We know he didn't care about his daughters, but that's, that's the way he made it. You know, if you, if you get rid of them or if you replace them, you know, this, that you're not to do that. And, and uh, of course, Jacob didn't. Uh, Laman treated them as property, as we mentioned, and not uh, daughters uh, in this. And... Uh, <clears throat> We have the covenant, and, God, and Jacob offers up a burnt offering before God. Uh, they, and they had a meal, and then they left in the morning. Now, of course, Jacob was the only one who could offer up a burnt sacrifice or offering because he's the only one who had cattle. Laman didn't have any because they come up chasing him. And so we uh, pretty well see this is about the last we'll hear of Laman and and uh, uh, we'll hear of Syrians later on in the scriptures and the kings. And I think in the book of Samuel we do also. And, uh, but nonetheless, this is kind of closes this chapter. And Jacob's going back to his land. Of course, his mother has already died by this time. Isaac is still alive.